everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I always tell people every time on this show to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. And I always recommend people to lead with their gifts, their passions, and don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. Like you know my interviews I have for the consumer, it's for the business, the entrepreneurs as well. I, I bring in celebrity friends and CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My next guest is Jacina Prado. I haven't had on like two and a half years, so we got a lot to catch up with. She's the host of the Food Network's hit series, Baked in Vermont. You can catch all the episodes of Baked in Vermont streaming on Disney+. Plus. Jacina is a pastry chef, baking instructor, TV host, successful author. She is currently a judge on the Food Network show, Best Baker in America. You hear that, y'all? That means that if you think you can bake, watch this show. You'll find out you can't bake and you need to just shut your mouth. Now, when she isn't filming, you can find her back home in Vermont, where she at right now, looking at that beautiful fireplace right there, where she teaches students. I was supposed to be one of those students you know, going yeah. up there in the month of January. She booted some people out of class, and then this snowstorm hit. Now, so so I owe her. I owe her. So she, she's up there doing her thing. It's a kitchen called Sugar Glider Kitchen, and she frequently collaborates with my wife's favorite flower, you know, King Arthur Flower. She's on the show to talk about judging 10 world-class bakers. They are battling it out on the new season of Food Network's Best Baker in America. Season four is airing right now. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations again, Jacina Prado. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? You look fantastic, Jacina. You look beautiful. You really look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, it's springtime. I think everybody's feeling good. But I see the fireplace back there. Now, your spring may be a little bit different than my spring right now because it's, it's, it's humming behind you. <laughs> <laughs> it is genuinely cold today, but I'm hoping, you know, it goes back and forth. It'll get warmer. It'll get there. Cool. Now, um, 
when when we look at the first of all, I, I want to talk about the, the school that the, the, that yeah. you have that you teach. Now you're in Vermont, you, you, and I think you have to drive a little bit outside of Burlington to get to your location, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes, we're we're about an hour. We're in, kind of in the middle of the state, right? So about an hour away from Burlington. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually really close to New Hampshire. It's weird where we are, but we love it. Yeah, it's awesome. And so what, what prompted you to do a school? What prompted you to, and then now it's on TV, so it's even more popular, but it all starts with a dream. What prompted you to follow, follow through on your dream to, to create this school? Well, I had had a pastry shop mm-hmm. and I was working from 3 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. Mm-hmm. And that it was successful, but I like sleep too much (laughs) and we could never leave because it was small town Vermont. It's really hard to get, um, the same amount of skill in baking to have someone there when I leave. So, um, we stopped that. And I realized afterwards I was asked to teach at King Arthur flower, some master classes there. And then I started teaching online for craftsy and then at Stonewall kitchen and I loved doing that part. I loved imparting my knowledge to people because I was the kind of baker that I've had professional um, learning in baking. But when I started out, I didn't. I was a home baker. I taught myself. And so I knew how to talk to people who were trying to figure things out at home. So if they read a professional book, they couldn't quite understand what was going on or what that mistake meant. And so that brought me so much joy to kind of share the secrets that I had learned from my mistakes. Well, you know, it's really interesting. I'm about to launch. I'm just bragging a little bit here, Jacina. I'm about to launch my own uh, cooking baking show. It's called Rushan's Kitchen. It's going to be launching in the joy. About 2 million homeowners are going to get to watch me every Thursday. And, but I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a guy who figured it out in the kitchen. You know, I've not been trained. And you said that, too. When when did you get the confidence that you could really do this? Because there are a lot of naturally trained people in kitchens around this country, but don't take it to the next level. What pushed you to believe that you could take it to the next level? Well, um, I, when I when I was asked to teach at King Arthur Flower, I, I thought, well, I'm a professional baker now, uh, but I wasn't quite sure that I had the skills to impart that knowledge. But I thought it was worth trying. And they thought I had done such a good job that they kept asking me back. And so the more I taught, the more I was like, oh, not only do I enjoy this, but I'm really good at this. And then my husband actually was, I was teaching at um, Stonewall Kitchen in Maine. And my husband was picking me up. And so he walked in on the back of the class, kind of towards the end. And he said to me after class, he goes, you're amazing at this. You need to be doing this all the time. And that was the impetus for opening the school. Um, I'm also, I've also trained, I feel like my whole life for this. Mm -hmm. And I am one of those people that I believe that if you're not learning, then you're not living. And so I spend a lot of time uh, kind of consulting with kind of the masters at the craft and um, honing my skills uh, all the time in chocolate work and sugar work in bread and in viennoiserie and lamination. Uh, like these are the things that I'm an expert at now, right. mm-hmm. but I always find joy in learning more right. about the things that I think I know everything about. 
And then you learn something new and you're like, ah, that's so great. I have a new, I have a new little bit of knowledge that I can work with. Well, you know, I think that when you're hosting a show and you're, and you're around world-class bakers, that always, that's a learning curve too, because they're going to do some things that have techniques that kind of like, make you go, wow, I would have never done it that way. What was the, in, in judging this show, and it's already premiered on the Food Network, and it's 10 of the best around the country. What did you learn the most about yourself? And what did you learn about watching people use other different baking techniques that you may not use or consider? Well, I think uh, they didn't use anything that I don't use. But some what was really interesting is seeing very young people uh-huh. uh, use techniques that they were inspired by from their grandmother. So in a pastry kitchen, we usually use a lot of very high tech equipment. Mm-hmm. We have very the skill level is really high, like in chocolate work. It's a lot of science and 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 it's all it's almost like you're a master builder. You have to know these really amazing things. But it was so lovely to see such a young person coming in and being the most inspired by her grandmother's baking. And right. that made me so happy to see her kind of create these really wonderful things that used her really like highfalutin pastry skills, <laughs> but you could just feel her grandma's love in everything that she did. That's amazing. Now, Carla Hall's yeah. the host, you know, and uh, and she's like, one of my favorite people because she's funny. And so when, when Carla Hall is going to host them, because she's bigger than life, she's a former model. And so yeah. she's she's articulate. She's, she's a, she is really uh, authentic, I like to say, because when you walk in the room, you're going to get Carla Hall. But she's mm-hmm. funny. What was it like working with her? You've worked with her before, of course. But what was it like working with this particular show? Because there's a lot on the line because you have reputations. You have people competing for $25,000, and there's 10 of them. Talk about that. Uh, Carla, I met Carla years ago. And you can't not fall in love with her when you meet her. (laughs) Uh, But you also know that it's the same for everyone, that you're not special because everyone loves her. Right, (laughs) right. She's just as great with everyone around her. Uh, I I think what is so special about her, aside from the fact that she's so funny, she's so smart, she's so beautiful, uh, and she's so good at what she does, is that she makes everyone feel as if they're special. And they're talented. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so great to be with someone who we both share such a huge respect for the bakers, um, for others around us and for the crew that's working to make everything happen. Uh, And so, and so Jason, the other judge as well, we both were very similar in how we felt about making everybody happy around us and letting them know that we respected everything that they were doing. Um, but she's just, I, I I can't say enough wonderful things about her because she is one of those truly extraordinary human beings. She's like one in a million. Mm -hmm. And I would spend a lot of time just telling her how amazing she was Mm -hmm. because I was in awe of how she's so great at hosting and being funny and natural and giving and, and sometimes just a little, you know, she knows how to like go after people and it's not mean, but she's right. messing with them. And it's just, she's just got the best way about her. And then she's on top of all of that. She's an amazing chef. So it's really not fair, mm-hmm. but 
you can't, you love her so much that you don't matter that she's better at you at everything. So. Well, you know, the thing, first of all, you are fantastic, though. This is, I'm interviewing you. Carl, I've interviewed her a hard time, but we're talking about you. I was just mentioned referencing Carla because she is amazing at what she does. I love but her. you're amazing at what you do because of the fact you, you make it seem so natural. Let's go and be honest about this. And when you put it into a judging environment, you, you kind of talked about it when you was talking about Jason, because... Mm-hmm. You know, you're judging people's talents. They put it in a pressure situation. They got time restraints put on it. And then they're yeah. giving a theme tied to it because each episode has a theme tied to it. So yeah. when they invited you to come in, this is the fourth season. It's aired right now on the Food Network. You know, it's the best baker in America challenge, 10 world-class bakers. And you have their basically baking lives in your hands. How do you address that? It's really hard because you, first of all, of course you have so much sympathy for them. It's totally not fair that bakers have restrictions on timing because that's not what bakers do. You Mm -hmm. usually have all the time in the world (laughs) to work (laughs) and they're all incredibly talented. But what we did do is we, we had priorities of our own. So when you give them a challenge, and this year we asked them to make kind of really traditional American regional desserts. So the challenge there was honoring that dessert, which is usually pretty homey. It's not like a very fancy thing. Uh, And so keeping to the heart of that, but at the same time, putting their own professional and personal spin on it, And so we had a way of judging them that wasn't just based on the fact that they were all incredibly talented. We were asking them to do something really specific. And sometimes it was easier to judge when they kind of ignored what the featured flavor was or what the actual dessert was that we were asking them to riff off of. But sometimes it was just incredibly hard because you don't want to tell someone that they're better than the other. And that's usually not the case. Usually it's that day someone had a really bad day in the kitchen, which stinks. It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to midnight mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. Send warm wishes with cozy fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. Or treat them to everyone's favorite activewear from top brands like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide committed to the health and well-being of our communities. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk Walk a mile mile in in my my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. 
And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Well, you know, I've, I've had my bad days. I've thrown away stuff that I, you know, you know, you know, every good idea doesn't end up to be a good idea in the kitchen. Now let's talk no. about that premiere episode because it's already is aired, okay? And it was, and it was like you say, it was regional. So they went to Kentucky. Now I'm yeah. just going to ask you this question: Prior to the show, did they tell you where they were going, or they left you in suspense as well as a judge? Um, we know generally what's going to what they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. We know generally, mm-hmm. um, but everything is a surprise when it comes to what people are making. You have no right. idea what they'll come up with, which is what is so exciting, and you get to know the person through their choices that they make. Um, and everyone, every one of them brought a part of their history to these things that they were making, which made it so special. Well, you know, each episode of Baker Bus creates something elegant and delicious. But, you know, it's, you know, you know, it's like, it's almost like, you know, it's like getting in the car. It looks good, but you can't drive it. It's like if you make something a pretty dessert, is it edible? Is it go whoa? Are you spitting it out? And so that's a, that's a oftentimes a challenge with that time restriction. So is talent is cha- is time restrictions the biggest challenge, or being told what they're gonna make right before they start making it? Which which do you think is the biggest challenge? Um, time restrictions are definitely, I think, by far the biggest challenge because a lot of times in the kitchen, when something goes wrong, you are, you have enough backup time to start over again. But when you have a clock that's sticking and saying, you had to put this in front of me, that's a dog, put this in front of me or you're out. Right. Just that pressure, even that, so it's the time, it's the pressure of the time, it's the pressure of the cameras, of course. I mean, that's a huge, that's not a small thing. Right. Although they all handled it incredibly well, and they're all like super charming and adorable. Um, Yeah, the time has to be the thing. I think the other thing, too, is that sometimes when you think you've got a great idea in your head, and you haven't really executed it before, that can be a big problem. Well, you, know, and, you know, in watching the show, you know, just, I, I apologize if I cut you off because I, yeah. I, I, just, I had this thought about because I'm really into this whole judging because that's the part that scares me, you know, because I've been invited to come on some of these shows and I go, Sean, you're not that good. You know, you're going to get out there and somebody's going to ask you to make something. Your whole brain is going to just freeze up. So I there's a, there's a whole lot of admiration when I watch yeah. either whether they can cook. And I I would never go on Iron Chef. You'll never see your ball. This, my skill level is not even close to that. That's something else. That's another dimension. They're like aliens to me. Yeah. When I look at this show, there are challenges. And that's what, and then also you can get cut. And then the mm-hmm. least baker gets to go up as a master challenge. That's what I loved about this show is that it has layers in it. And I think mm-hmm. that would also excite you. It's not just a straight, here's your dessert and voila. But there, there, there are levels in it that allow you to compete. And if you don't meet the requirements, you still can compete. So you don't just right. randomly exactly. get, right? That's exactly right. It, it, and that's what it was actually so much fun in that way, too, in that you it what Carla would always say, don't think of this uh, second challenge as kind of that you're being punished. Think of it as a way to wow us again. Um, and the great thing, too, is that the people who were st- safe, the bakers who were safe, were watching and cheering on the competitors who had to duke it out to see who was going home. 
And I think in that way, you learn a lot about everyone and not just the people who are baking. Right. And I, and what I loved about it too, is that so many of these shows are just so competitive. There's like, there's just an edge to it without right. any heart. Mm-hmm. All of them became such good friends. They helped each other out. They admired each other's skills. They learned from each other. So everyone felt terribly when someone had to go home. It wasn't just that usually the judges are the ones who were like, we feel terrible. Everyone was invested in everyone else. And I think it makes it so special and it makes the baking so much better. Well, you know, the thing about it, here's what I love about it, because I'm a Southern boy, born in Houston, yeah. Texas, you know, living in Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know, when you start talking about pecan pies, you start talking about uh, any type of there's a peach cobbler, sweet potato pie, that's that's my roots. But the thing about it is that you're allowing yourself to go around the country. Like when you go down to Florida, it's key lime pie. And then you go to different parts of the country. That had to be fun, you know, to, to and just see these different regions where they, they do have signature desserts. They, they totally do. And there's some, there's some that some of us had never heard of before, or we were, we'd heard of, and we didn't realize that this was like that state's dessert. Um, the other thing is that the first last, the last episode, the first challenge was pie cake and which was that, um, Derby May Day pie, right. but, but baked into a cake. And if you think about it at that point, we had all the contest all the contestants there we hadn't eliminated anybody. Mm-hmm. That means we had to taste 10 pieces of pie cake. <laughs> we all felt so sick at the end of that day. <laughs> it was crazy. We were looking at each other. We were like, at this point, somebody has to go home because we can't eat this much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the, I guess that's the, the good part is being a judge. The, Bad part sometimes is the sampling because you really have to sample it to give a good, accurate response because you don't really want to like take a little bit and not really no. get the full flavor. I'm I'm not one of those people who's just like nibbling. First of all, it's disrespectful. Right. The other thing, you you really don't get an idea of what it is they made, and you really should. You, you have to take more than one bite because a lot of times there's a lot of different elements in a really big like pie cake and has the pie in the middle right. and cake everywhere else. And then the frosting on the outside, you want to taste all of it. We all needed Alka-Seltzer and a nap after that day, <laughs> but we survived. We survived. There are a lot worse jobs. Because everybody's looking the television world's looking at you. Cause if you know, if it looks like you, oversample somebody and then you undersample somebody and it looks like it's favoritism. So you're right. You have to commit. Yeah, absolutely. And and you want to, and you want to really give them every benefit of of trying their dessert. And, but, but they all, I mean, I, I think that was an incredibly tough first challenge because baking a pie and a cake is just something that since they are such like elevated pastry chefs, right. that is such a not elevated thing. And so some of them were just frankly horrified that they had to do it. <laughs> but it's like, that's the challenge. You got to try. Well, you know, the beauty of this whole scenario is 10 of them. You're part yeah. of it along with Jason. Carla Hall is the host. Uh, the Best Bakery in America series right now is on the Food Network. But I want to, before I leave, I got to talk about your class. You know, my goal yeah. is to get back in the class or when you start registering for the class, I know COVID, you know, people are getting vaccinated. So you can probably start registering for your class again. Correct. 
We aren't up. We we don't quite know yet for, mm-hmm. via the state of Vermont because it's so small. Uh, mm-hmm. Our classes and it's hands on. Mm-hmm. So like restaurants are starting to uh, open up again mm-hmm. to allow in person dining. But either way, we're thinking at the end of late summer, early fall. Uh, so everything. So I ha- there's no chance of saying, oh, we have to shut down again. Right. I just want right. it to be smooth, smooth, smooth. And then we have some makeup classes too, because we had to shut down the school and people still were booked for classes. Right. And so I want to bring all those people in who who missed their class because of COVID. And I just I can't wait to see them. And I'm getting new ovens for the for the school. So what you know, what you know, it's really different. People have to understand uh, an old oven can cook differently, heat differently than a new oven. Correct. Getting getting. Well, I also wanted to have it's a new technology and these really special ovens. And I'm like, I just want I want the experience for all the students to be the best that it can be. And. This way, I'll be able to spend more time with students and less time looking at the oven and going, what's going on in there? So Now, before we wrap, I just want to talk about what makes that, because Baked in Vermont is such a popular show. And your cooking class would start out, your husband inspired you, looking at the back of the room. You not realizing you had all these gifted natural skills. And he goes, that's my wife. She's she's amazing. And now it, but, but what exactly goes on when someone attends your cooking classes? Well, the great thing is that they're small. So I get to pay attention to everyone a lot. And they're not that long. I, they're three hours so that you don't feel exhausted. Because if you take a really long class where you're on your feet mm-hmm. and you have to like try out all these new skills with equipment that's not yours, it can get very tiring. So three hours is the perfect amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so the class is usually just one thing that you want to learn. So say it's pie or it's eclairs or um, it's a summer cake. You know, we're just going to make that one thing and you're going to leave the class with that thing that you made with your very own hands. Um, And everyone gets a mixer. Everyone gets to try the equipment and you get to learn the tools that you might not have known about that really help in elevating desserts. and after class is over, I tell everybody go, to go to King Arthur Flower because their store is right around the corner. Right. So then they go drop a lot of money on a bunch of equipment they didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the amusing thing, she's a, she's a pastry chef. She's a wonderful person. She's an author. You see on TV all the time. She's a host of a very popular series. But more importantly, you can see on Food Networks right now. Best yeah. baker in America. She's judging this wonderful file that I just love seeing. I'm so happy. With last time I talked to you, it was on a, oh, I had my podcast, so I didn't get to see you. You are you have a yeah. radiant smile and you're amazing. Thank you for coming on Money oh, Making Conversation. Thank you for having me. You're great, but you know I, I got to come down. You know, yeah. I'm seriously because King Arthur. I'm telling you, my we went to Seattle for our anniversary, and they have a King Arthur. King Arthur's up there, and so guess what I had to do. I had to go to a cooking class, baking class in King Arthur. So I'm just telling you, when we go up there, a fan is coming with me. And when you say at the end of the class, they're going to go around the corner and shop at King Arthur. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go around the corner and shop at King Arthur. And bring an extra suitcase. Thank bring you. an extra suitcase. <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon, okay? Now, if you want to go to Money Making Conversations right now and watch it or see it or hear it, please go to MoneyMakingConversations.com or my YouTube channel. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. 
For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Hi, I'm Sarah Kustak. I'm the NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and I'm hosting a new podcast called NBA Flashback. NBA Flashback takes you back to the best moments in NBA history through exclusive archival audio from the NBA vault. Curry, way downtown, bang, bang! And each week, we'll have new interviews with the legends who were actually on the court. Check out NBA Flashback on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council.